the title of my message is, How Does God Want You to Pray? Sounds pretty good. How Does God Want You to Pray? Now you'll be maybe perhaps surprised, it is the Lord's Prayer, and uh, it is often referred to that as uh, Jesus is the one who came up with the idea, <laughs> the Lord's Prayer. And so whenever he was teaching on the Sermon on the Mount, is whenever he uh, taught his disciples to use this prayer. But there's more to it than just reciting or memorizing it, but those, that is important. There are different versions of the Lord's Prayer in Luke and Matthew. Uh, we find that in Luke's Gospel, it is a shorter prayer, but it's the same, basically the same prayer. Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us, and lead us not into temptation. That's Luke chapter 11, verse 2 to 4. It makes sense that Jesus would have taught the disciples on different occasions about prayer, and we know that he himself would go away and spend time in prayer with the Father. And it was mentioned by the disciples, Lord, teach us to pray. So they, they observed this communion that Jesus had with the Father, and he, they were wanting to be part of that. And so in our own lives, if we see what the Gospels have brought about, what, the, what Christ has brought about, and he says, I and the Father are one, and I am and you, and you are in me, we're, we're kind of in this together. And so being and praying is very much a part of uh, who we are um, as Christians. So what is the Lord's Prayer? Well, Jesus had spoken on many topics uh, in this Sermon on the Mount, and during this portion of this sermon, he instructed the people to pray a certain way, and we have this in Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 through 13. And one we're more familiar with, but it is not the King James Version. Um, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts or forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. This demonstration of prayer taught by Jesus is a very simple one. And it shows us how that we can come to God. And we can come to God in prayer. And um, when Jesus would go away from the crowds and, you know, busy with all of the things he was doing, uh, he would go away to pray, to spend time with the Father. And he recognized how important this was and how healthy it was for him in his prayer life and how that is healthy for us in our prayer life. So... The Lord's Prayer is very important for our, our lives. And it's, in some ways, um, even if we read it or recite it, you know, people say, well, I don't know how to pray or what words should I say? I feel, I feel inadequate, things like that. Fine. You know, sometimes in conversations we feel inadequate. You know, I, I often remember the Lord's Prayer is um, something that is important for us to learn, to recite, to memorize, to be part of who we are as an individual. Jesus taught us in the Lord's Prayer um, 
what we can do in this um, relationship with him. You know, I, a little later on, I'll, I'll kind of break it down a, a little more, but being able to spend time and even reciting this prayer or talking about it and looking at it is important for us because of the focus and where we're going with this. Jesus told us that um, people should, we ought to pray and not faint. I think it was Paul told us that one. That, you know, don't pray, don't, you know, don't faint, you don't pray. And pray about everything. And, you know, no matter what the circumstances are at, pray about everything. So what we are doing is establishing our dependency upon God. You know, the scriptures talk about how that God knows what we have need of even before we ask. So the challenge is, well, why pray? He already knows it. You know, if he's a good God, he'll give it to me, and I don't even need to ask for it. That's not what it's about. <laughs> God may know, but he wants us to ask because it establishes our faith and our dependency upon God. You know, we just can't wait to, to die and you know, show up at the pearly gates and say, I'm here, and, you know, who's this? You know, and God, God said, who are you? And no, it's, it's this relational experience that we have with God in the forgiveness of our sins, but also in our, our daily walk, our daily understanding. So we can pray. You know, your mind doesn't shut down. <laughs> you know, some people's mind works more over time than others. <laughs> but it's still always going. And so what are we thinking of in those times? What are we, or what are we, what is our self-talk? And is that self-talk directed to us? Is it directed to God? Is it negative? Is it positive? Is it saying what we want to have or what wasn't ours? You know, what, what left us, what failed? You see, self-talk is a way, and it's important that our self-talk be positive. And, you know, like um, <laughs> I always Remember the illustrations I used to, I used to teach on this at the at the hospital, and the um, the um, coach for one of the professional ball teams. He was going out to his relief pitchers, or you know, giving them some last advice before he would either take them out or let them in. And he says, uh, you know, don't throw balls. You know, so but what was his real intent? Throw strikes. Throw balls, throw strikes. The idea was to implant what he wanted, not what he didn't want. And so he had to change his philosophy, change the way he was saying things, because you need to say what you want, not what you don't want. You want to throw strikes, throw strikes. You want to, you want to be good, then be good. You see, there's a planning. You know, we're all tempted. Everyone is tempted. And, you know, in, in the scripture text here, it says, you know, lead us not into temptation. The challenge for us is to know our weaknesses and prepare ahead of time for when they show up. <laughs> because they're going to show up. You know, last, last week's uh, sermon on uh, pro, uh, Proverbs for the ladies, you know, the, the, the part we spoke about, you could have interpreted as, you know, don't drink beer and don't chase women. That was, the king's, that was the king's mother's advice. But there was more to it than that. But on the surface, you read that in that proverb, and it's like, that's all he's saying? No, there's a lot more into that. Well, the same thing goes into our life, that there's a lot more to just living and breathing and occupying space, that we are in the kingdom of God for a purpose. 
You are in the kingdom of God for a purpose. And so our prayer life, our times of prayer, our times of just talking with God, it can be, it can be on a trail in nature, it can be sitting in a chair, it can be on your knees, on your face, it can be going for a walk. It doesn't matter where it's at. There is no specific place that we need to be. Sometimes, if the scripture says, go into a secret place, meaning that the Pharisees, the, the people at the time, they would have understood Jesus when he's saying, you know, go into your you know, quiet place, secret place. Because the Pharisees, who were hypocrites, <laughs> now, do you know what a hypocrite is? A hypocrite is traced back to the Greek word actor, a person who is performing on stage. And you ever see those uh, face masks, the sad one and the face one at the theaters? Well, people would wear masks to represent a character that they were playing on stage. And a hypocrite was the name character. And so God is not after us. God is, see, God is not after. God is after us to not be wearing a face, but to be who we are. To be the person that God has called us to be and that he's not upset with us. He's trying to bring us into the kingdom. <laughs> he's trying to bring us into this relationship with God. So before Jesus began his teaching on, about prayer, he instructed the people not to practice their righteousness and goodness in front of others because that was the Pharisees. Pharisees were always wanted to be a show. They wore clothing that distinguished them from the rest. They, they always wanted to be in the high places, in the dominant places. If they were at a table, they were at the head of the table. You know, they were always showing what they did. And if they put any money in at the temple, they wanted everybody to know, hey, I'm putting money in here, you know. So Jesus was saying, that's not what it's about. Jesus teaches us three spiritual practices in the um, prayer. In verse 3, the, he says, The first, when his followers give to the needy and the poor, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. <laughs> you know, what, we, that's it's impossible. The idea is somebody else doesn't need to know what you're doing, but still do it. So uh, you do this in secret, our society says, you, if, you don't, if somebody doesn't know about it, you're not going to get credit for it. Well, okay, if we need credit, okay. You know, we take classes and so on. You know, I was a class, but I didn't write my name down. Be, you know, they won't get credit, but I was there. Well, if you don't write your name down, you don't get credit, so you fail. So being able to do things because it is the right thing to do and we don't have to do it in front of people. Second, when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites. Go into your room. Pray in secret, and God will reward you openly. Third, when you fast, don't disfigure your face and pretend like you, you know, you've been on a fast for 40 days so that other people will be, wow, look at him, how bad, you know. So again, they were, Jesus was teaching them something entirely different than what they were used to. They were used to the Pharisees and the, you know, people putting on the show. And Jesus said, that's not what it's about. Matthew chapter, five, chapter 6, verses 5, 6, and 7. Jesus uses this illustration. When you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, the actors. 
For they love to pray standing in the synagogue and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into the room, close the door, and pray to your Father, who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. So prayer isn't about having, you know, reciting the Lord's Prayer a thousand times. You know, go say the Lord's Prayer 500 times and you'll get, God will answer your prayer. No, <laughs> that's not what it's about. Our, our humanity, our selfishness, or that self-centered part of our lives is prone to boasting and wanting attention. But Jesus warned us about those inclinations. We're not here, we're not doing this to satisfy our ego. We're, de- we're doing this to meet the needs that God has called us to do. The kingdom of God is, you know, it's around us. It's everywhere. And you are part of that kingdom. Jesus desires that his followers pray to the Lord for the purpose of deepening their relationship. If you don't, if you don't ask, you don't get. You know, you don't have because you don't ask. That's what the, the scripture says. So being able to ask about what we need, what our desires are, Telling God what your thoughts are is not a bad thing. He already knows them. He already knows what's going on in your life. He wants us to build that dependency so that we are looking and expecting for something to return, that God will bless us or God will answer our prayers. Prayer is an important way of life for people. It's an important way that we can connect with others in our relationship. You can't connect with somebody you don't talk to. I should talk. <laughs> that's a, you know, may not believe, that's a hard thing for me to do, you know. Um, I can do this pretty, I don't know if I can do it pretty well, but this is, the, the, you know, writing and putting all this together is a good thing. And, you know, I can do one-on-one, yeah, we have a problem, but you put two or three people, you, you got the conversation going, no need for me, you know. But <laughs> So we find that um, God, in our relationship with him, it's about this relational experience. And, you know, the <laughs> there's important parts of prayer in, that are outlined for us. First, our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. The first thing we are to do is to give glory to God. The first thing is to recognize God's name is holy. Never, ever, ever Ever, never take God's name in vain. Flippant remarks, cursing, attaching something holy to something that is totally not, you know, filth. And people do it all the time. And, but the challenge of the Lord's Prayer is telling us, your Father, now, I, I was going to do this at the end, but I'll do it here. Our Father... Jesus says, are. He's saying, Jesus is saying, me and you. It's our Father. Me and you. We're in this together. So we are in this, you and me. I'm in the Father. You are in me. We are in this together. Our Father. 
who art in heaven. Heaven is where God is. God the Father dwells. But guess what? Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, there you may be also. Heaven, that lets us know that we have someplace else to go. This is not all there is. We're just camping here for a while, tenting. I sold mine, so I'm going to come borrow yours. But anyhow, our life is a tent. Our life is just being here for a te temporary time. Whether it be a hundred years or, or not, it's only temporary. Our Father, who art in heaven, where I'm going. So heaven should, our relationship with God and heaven should influence everything else that proceeds through this prayer. Hallowed be thy name. He, to ask God for God's kingdom to be done here on earth. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. <laughs> we belong to the kingdom of God. We are his bride. We are his body. We are his church. You know, we, we belong, he be, we belong to him. <laughs> he belongs to us. I belong to him. It's a mutual, it's a relational experience that God wants to keep building upon. So that whenever we are in this, we are in this together with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. All of those are here with us, and we find thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. There is no obstruction to the will of God being done in heaven. And guess what? There is no obstruction to the will of God being done here on earth. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. The Lord rebuke you, Satan. So we have an we have a all-sufficient power so that God's will can be accomplished in the kingdom of God. And guess what? You are part of the kingdom of God, and your life, our daily life, is part of that divine kingdom. So we are allowing the Spirit and the Word to come together in our life to be God's person right where you're at, in your own family, in your own house, in your neighborhood, when you go shopping, whenever you, whatever you do, you're, you're in the kingdom of God, and there's nowhere that you can be out of his presence. If you descend into hell, he's still there. Can God be in hell? Yeah. That was not a swear word. Can God be in hell? Yes, he can be. <laughs> don't, don't go back on that one. Uh, so anyhow, God wants us to recognize, you know, his power throughout heaven and earth. And so let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Third, to ask God's provision. Give us today our daily bread. Back in those days, there were no refrigerators. <laughs> there was, you get up, you harvest it, or you, you grind it, you bake it, you eat it. And, you know, there's, you didn't have a lot left over. It didn't grow moldy because you didn't, have, didn't make enough for that to happen. So, but give us our daily needs. So our daily provision is recognizing that God, our Father in heaven, that his will is done in heaven and so on earth. Your kingdom is where I am at, and so therefore I need, you will provide for me my daily needs. Whatever I need, it's all here. 
To ask God for forgiveness, we have to let go of the past. Good or bad, it's gone. Forgiveness is not an option. We have to forgive ourselves and we have to forgive others and we have to move on. Our future's in front of us, not behind us. Forgiveness is God's way of letting you know he loves you. Forgiveness is God's way of telling you there is nothing that can come between us, only if you let it. We are to confess our sin and, and allow Christ to forgive us, and from that position of forgiveness, we then forgive others. We let it go. You have to let it go. Oh, you know, we, well, we remember it, so what? You know, if I, um, I lived on a dairy farm in Indiana County right outside of Coal Run, and I lived there till I was 19, 18, went to college. Well, if I had gone to China when I was 20 years old, and I'd been in China for the last 50 years, <laughs> I can't take away the 18 years, 20 years I spent on the farm. That's still part of who I am. Yes, I remember it. But does it determine where I'm going now? No. It's just part of who I was. It's part of my memory. It's part of my thoughts. It's part of, of all those things. And so what are we going to do with it? If I want to go back to the farm, can't go there. It's gone. And so if we allow what has happened in the past to continue to tie us down, to hinder us from our future, we're missing out on the kingdom of God and what God wants to do in our life. For, God, uh, for we are to forgive ourselves as Christ forgives us, and we're to forgive others, whether they have hurt us intentionally or unintentionally. See, this is what the Lord's Prayer. Do this. Remember it. Fifth, to ask God's help. <laughs> Keep us clear of temptation. Deliver us from evil. God does not lead us into temptation. We are led into temptation by our own weaknesses. So if we pray about our weaknesses, God is giving us the strength not to be led into temptation. And why? Because it's for his glory. It's for his honor. It's about heaven. Our Father who art in heaven. Heaven where is my destiny. Let heaven be part of our forgiveness of ourselves and forgiveness of others and the future that we're going into because if we keep going the way we're going, God wants us to go right on into heaven. Whether he comes back in the rapture or whether we die, it doesn't matter. We're still going to heaven. So that affects everything we say and do because I'm part of God's kingdom. Heaven is my home. Prayer is about trusting God. Prayer is about praise. Prayer is about relationship. God desires to walk with us. You know, some, you know, <laughs> when you're walking with God, you don't have to tell him. You don't have to always be talking. You can be listening. What is it God wants to say to me? Now, God's not going to tell you to, to jump off the ledge and, you know, stand out in the middle of the road and believe that God won't let some, God will prevent people from hitting you. You know, that's not, no, that's not God. He, he wants to express his love his divine provision, his care for us 
Of course, we'll go back to his forgiveness. <laughs> we have to have his forgiveness first. And then we begin to understand, we begin to grow in our knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We don't, it's not one and done. It's part of our growing process, and we will keep growing until the day we go home to heaven. And so our desire is to be close to you. We desire to be part of that relationship with God that he wants to have with us. God does not want our prayers to be intimidating. He wants them to be expressions of who you are. You're going to say things differently than I do. You're going to recognize, recognize needs differently than I will because we all have different abilities. And our abilities and our lack of abilities and how we approach them is we are asking God for direction in them. We can both be going to the same place and go two different directions and end up the same place. It's because God takes us the route that is important or best for our life. So prayer can bring healing, restoration. We have a friend that's in the hospital in Pittsburgh with a, had a brain bleed. We pray for them. They're, re, they're recovering. And so we're grateful for that. Pray for a baby that uh, has had two major operations in less than a month from birth. It's a month old. Had two major operations. And so you pray for them. Why? Because we want God, we're praying for God's intervention. And that's our desire. Well, what if it doesn't happen? It's God has the final say, but we continue to express our desire. This is what I know. This is what I'm believing for. This is what I'm asking for. This is where I'm at in my relationship with God and the relationship with my pe the people around me. So I'm asking, I'm believing, I know God hears me when I pray, and if it doesn't come about the way that I pray, then I resign to the fact that God had a different plan. And I know we can trust him in all his ways. So prayer can bring healing, restoration, forgiveness, but it's all through God's power, not our own. So why does Jesus give us the Lord's Prayer? Jesus explained that he taught this great prayer because he did not want his followers to pray to impress others or to gain human praise. He wanted us to be able to see the simplicity of this prayer, that it is a modest prayer. You know, it can take, what, 30 seconds? If we, if we stall it a little? And from that, here's the King of kings and Lord of lords coming to us and saying, I want you to pray this. It's not magic. It's not a one and done. I prayed my Lord's Prayer this morning. It's all okay. I'm done, I'm done praying. No, it can be all day. Every day our conversation continues to be with the Lord. So the, Lord prayer, the Lord's Prayer guides us in our prayer. If you don't know where to start, we start at the beginning. Our Father, I belong to him. He belongs to me. We can read it, memorize it. It offers up prayer. It offers up praise. It offers up the understanding that we are part of a divine kingdom, part of a divine plan. There is forgiveness. There is strength to overcome sin. There is a, a will and a purpose. Paul says, Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Do not be anxious 
about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving. You see, the important, I mean, that's an important clause. Be thankful for where you're at because you know God can answer and he will answer and you praise him for what he's already done and what he will continue to do. Praising God is an expectation of good that is going to come into our life. You are expecting something and so you are giving thanks for it. Thank you for the gift you're about to give me. I didn't know I was giving you one. (laughs) But that's the whole point. God knows what we need, and we are thanking him for it even before we get it. Because why would it be in your head? Why would the the thought be in you as to something that's beyond your ability and beyond your strength and your, your your, your scope of being able to do things? Why would those thoughts be there if God did not want you to pray about them? Now, some of them may be my own. Some of them may be God. Some of them may be the devil. But the understanding is my spirit will will join with God's spirit, and he will lead us in those prayers. And if they are off base, okay, he'll fix them. He'll help us understand. Well, that didn't answer. It's okay. God says, I got this. (laughs) So, We can bring anything to God. Prayer can accomplish big things in us and in others. Most of all, prayer gives us the peace of God in the midst of whatever we face. Whatever we face, we are able to pray. God is with us. How often we wonder, what do these people do who don't know God? We know him, and we have his presence, we have his word, and we have what he taught us to pray. He taught us. Jesus taught this to us. Let's recite it, shall we? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. You've just prayed. (laughs) Wasn't that hard, was it? And now we begin to understand the little breakups. Our Father, we belonged, (laughs) He belongs to us, we belong to Him. In heaven, it's where we're headed. Heaven, the idea that this life isn't all there is, influences all the rest that goes on. God's kingdom, God's will, done in my life, in heaven, earth. God, provide my daily needs. What are your daily needs? In this case, you may think of a bread, but what are your daily needs? Lead us so we're not tempted. For it's all about you, Jesus, not about me. Father, we thank you. We thank you for hearing our prayers. Thank you, Lord, for answering our prayers. (laughs) We give you praise. We give you honor. We give you glory that it's all about you. And so we thank you. 
that we are part of your kingdom. God, we've been brought, bought by the blood of Jesus Christ. And our sins are forgiven. Our life here on earth, it's planned by you. Help us to grow in our knowledge of our Lord and Savior. God, forgive us of any sin. Cleanse our hearts and direct our lives as we follow you and praise you. In Jesus' name, amen.